0: Hello, and welcome back to a Live Tech Sarah production. Today, we are back. We're talking about the five stages of self-awareness. Like we talked about originally, you're going to start stage one, denial, quickly then move into stage two, which is self-reflection, quickly move into stage three, which is what we're talking about today, which is self-discovery. Now, I obviously talked in the very first episode. If you have not seen that, start there. Obviously, these go in... uh, Chronological order. But the the five stages of self-awareness, these are never-ending cycles. You will constantly be reinventing, reintroducing, and really getting to know yourself on a whole nother level. Every month, every year, every single year of your life, no matter what. So this is never ending. This is an ongoing process. It doesn't matter how good you get at relationships or communication or being aligned with your goals and your vision and what you want in the world. You will always be touching back with these exact five steps. So stage three. Stage three is self discovery. Now, the last episode, we talked about the reflection. So it's really figuring out, okay, a, there's a problem there's an issue there's something that I want to change now B, we're moving into okay what is the issue let's uncover what the actual issue is let's give it descriptive terms let's figure out all of the the pieces to that puzzle C, we are here now self-discovery this is the piece where you figure out where does this come from why do I do that so This right here is the deep-rooted stuff, right? You're figuring out, okay, this situation causes this feeling to come up. This is a trigger. This is something that's irritating. This is something that's unpleasant in some way. And you're asking yourself, why am I triggered? Where is this coming from? What is the deeper meaning? What is the root cause? So like I said in some of the other episodes, this is kind of similar to the onion analogy. The denial stage is not knowing that the onion exists at all. The reflection is saying, wow, this onion's here. It's pretty big. I'm noticing it. Okay, it's there. I'm recognizing it. The self-discovery is pulling back the layers and figuring out what's on each layer and getting deeper and deeper and figuring out what's at the core of that. So for example, this is the deep stuff. This is the... I don't even want to say the childhood trauma stuff, but this is the fundamental beliefs that were taught to you, that were instilled in you as a small child, as a very young adult. So some examples of this we will go off of some of the feelings and emotions that we talked about at the very beginning of this series something like jealousy where would that come from you're noticing jealousy it could be in your it could be in your career it could be in your friendships it could be in your romantic relationships it could be with you with people on social media it could be anything you're noticing an issue in your life and you're realizing that it's attached to jealousy recognize where that comes from for example this could be from an early on very young young version of you where you constantly felt like you were compared or less than to other people. This could have been from an early girlfriend or boyfriend. This could have been from a group of friends putting you down. This could have came from a, a mom or a dad who favored siblings based on different things. Figure out where this jealousy comes from. We also mentioned anger. Maybe there's anger in this situation because you believe that your emotions were either ignored or belittled or suppressed, so then in that situation, you may feel anger because someone else is getting to express their emotions you may feel anger because somebody else is needing to express their emotions in a romantic relationship or a friendship you may be getting that anger for a multitude of different different reasons but it may come back to that exact reason of you were not allowed to feel what you needed to feel at some certain age and you either feel like you're being put back into that place or you're feeling like somebody's getting to experience something that you didn't get to experience. Once again, we'll go back to the jealousy. You may feel you may feel hurt. You may just hurt other people because you're feeling hurt on the inside. These are the these are the really really tough things that are so deeply rooted. I mean, so many people I mean, if you think about it, 50% of people, some statistic like that, who knows, 50% of people, give or take, end up in divorce. Now, that means 50% of the people listening probably have divorced parents. And a lot of the times, it's not the cleanest thing. And my biggest thing is when you're understanding childhood trauma and childhood issues and the beliefs you really have to put yourself, if you were seven years old, if you were 17 years old, if you were any age in between that, you have to put yourself in those exact shoes of at seven years old with my comprehension skills, with my level of understanding, what did I get from this? What did I understand from this situation? What was, what was the reason that this happened? So sometimes these are things that don't necessarily logically make sense now, but at that age you drew conclusions based off of what you knew. So for example, it could be the littlest thing ever say, say it's a little kid, five years old, say your dad gets a new truck and it's a brand new blue truck. So excited and he leaves your mom right after that and your mom's upset and she's crying and she's so heartbroken and you're watching this as a kid. Now, nine times out of 10, you know that the truck probably had absolutely nothing to do with it. And it was just something else that was going on in the world. But it was the only thing that you saw at that age that was different. Obviously, there were so many other things involved. And at the age of five, you may not have been able to understand, but maybe you associated that. And as you get older, maybe that car that you bought with your own money at 16, maybe when you're 21, You have a lot of anxiety, you have a lot of resentment, you have a lot of anger, you have a lot of fear in getting rid of that car. And you may sit there and wonder, where the hell does this come from? Why am I feeling this? Why is this such a big deal for me? This is what I'm, and obviously this is such a small situation in the big scheme of things where you're probably not focused on getting rid of a car or some of the minute details of life. This is like the big deal stuff. But just like a, a small instance like that can create such a profound response in adult years, so can this type of stuff. The stuff that, oh shit, like I said, divorce. 50% of the people had it. What do you believe to be true about men? What do you believe to be true about women? What do you believe to be true about relationships and the longevity on them and the happiness of them? There are so many different things that are entangled in one specific instance that ends up creating these ongoing beliefs. And if you never address them, not only do you not know that they exist, but you can't break them down with logic. And if you can't break them down with logic, you can't heal what needs to be healed and move on and grow and become the person that you really want to be. You can't achieve that level of happiness and bliss without at least acknowledging and working through some of these things. So with all of that being said, everything is a coping mechanism. And even if you're, you know, you're bad at communicating, it may be a desire, it may be scratching an itch, so to speak, to, to make you feel unheard, to make you feel unseen, to make you feel unloved. And it sounds so counterproductive, and it is, but get this, we've talked about this before. The idea of an emotional home. Now, this is something that I learned from Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins explained it through 9-11, and I'm not even going to go into detail because people have heard it a million times if you've listened to this podcast consistently. But basically, your emotional home is the state in which you feel most comfortable. So think about the positive experiences you had as a child, the negative experience you had as a child, go into your teens, do the same thing, your young adult life, et cetera, et cetera. You have these themes of emotional homes. If you feel less than in the workplace, it's likely that you feel less than in other areas. If you feel unheard within your friendships, it's likely that you feel unheard in other relationships as well these emotional homes that we create when we're really young they are typically associated with negative feelings although they can be very positive as well we just so to happen to be talking about them in a more negative way in the in the form of we're trying to reconstruct these habits right but at the end of the day your emotional home is your most comfortable place it is what you had to what you were forced to what you by nature we're used to as a young child. And it's something that you will recreate and recreate and recreate and recreate until you find healing. So what do we do with this? First, you figure out where does this come from? Where is this behavior coming from? And what emotional home is it coming from as well? You figure out these two pieces and you tie them together. You go, okay, well, this behavior There's a pattern, I've done this before. Okay, I'm seeing it, I recognize it. Now I'm noticing, okay, this is to fuel this type of emotional home. I'm trying to feel anxious, I'm trying to feel depressed, I'm trying to feel alone, I'm trying to feel unlovable, whatever it is, right? You're connecting those dots and you're figuring out, okay, now I can point out where this is from. Then what? The second piece to this is you have to affirm, you have to teach yourself. You have to promise yourself. You have to affirm that you don't have to live like that anymore. Life is meant to be better. Life is meant to be more fulfilled and more happy and more joyous and whatever those feelings and emotions that you are guided to give yourself. That is what you need to affirm. You need to bring yourself from, okay, this is what I'm used to. This is my emotional home. This is the level of happiness I am used to, but this is where I'm going. And when you know that, you hold all of the power to then get into the next stage, to move into the next stage, which is responsibility of self. And before we even get into it, you guys already know that the responsibility of self is going to be, it's going to be a commitment, it's going to be an action, it's going to be you showing up for you every day, but you have to do this work first. You have to do the self-discovery, peel the layers of the the onion back, and figure out where does this come from? Why is this showing up in my life over and over again? And what emotional home am I allowing to continue? Because then you have the power to say, okay, this is what I've been doing. This is this is the itch I've been scratching, the emotional home. Now I want to teach myself and affirm that I deserve more. I wanna be happier, I wanna be more successful, I want to be more loved, I wanna be more connected to the people around me. And I am deeming that possible, and I am putting that out into the universe, and I am deeming that, okay, this is my new goal. This is gonna be my new baseline. This will be my new emotional home going forward. That is what then brings you into stage four, which is responsibility of self. And we will talk about that on Monday. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. If you have not yet, please give this a five-star rating in the iTunes app. All you have to do is just scroll down to the bottom. It's so quick. And if you'd like to leave a little review, I would appreciate it so much. I love reading them. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will talk to you on Monday. Bye.